checking in with Mike Williams from the LA Chargers, and you're tuning in to Chargers Unleashed. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, being brought to you by Bet Online, Aura, Athletic Greens, Mint Mobile, and Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. If this is your first time tuning in the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein. Jake Hefner. Dan, does it feel good to hear your voice, see your face oh. again? God, I missed you. You know what? I will say that being three hours behind Pacific time. There is a benefit to when you wake up on weekends and preseason games are starting at 7 a.m. I will say that much. But I will tell you, as much as I enjoyed my vacation and my time off, I felt so disconnected from the football world because I see all the hard work that Dan Wolkenstein is putting in during the my time away, killing it, having to go solo, hold up the Chargers Unleashed banner while I am out. And... Dan absolutely just did a great job in doing and in covering all of everything when it came okay, to Okay, Jake, what do you want? Shut up. What do you want? Shut up. I'm shut up. And take, just shut up. That's what I want you to do. Just shut up for a second. Covering everything when it came to practices and the first preseason game between the Chargers and the Rams. Dan, appreciate you, my friend, always. But I am ready to get back and talking to some football. Like I said, I felt so disconnected. I needed to talk football and I basically just didn't have anybody to do that with so twitter was my only friend on vacation and it, it was kind of like that that x-men meme that they have where wolverine's just sitting there on the bed and he's just looking at his phone and just like oh chargers football talk i've missed you so much i need to get back to this oh but uh very happy to be back today because the chargers held their joint practice with the saints uh today and lots to cover from that. Obviously, Dan and I are going to recap a couple of other things that um, will lead into, obviously, the, the next preseason game. But excited to do this. Excited to break down uh, this joint practice and talk Chargers football once again. Dan Wolkenstein, I went off on my rant. I will shut up now. And it is your turn. So go ahead. No, I'll keep my rant short and sweet. Welcome back. We love you. Everyone had talked about how amazing uh, you are. Uh, so... I hope well, you feel great. Now, you're, now, now you're a liar. So, but just go on. Okay. <laughs> now you're a liar. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah, called out. Uh, look, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're talking about camp battles that may be over. Obviously, we need to talk about some injury updates. Some guys are back on the squad on the grass, which thank the Lord. Uh, some injury updates as well. So we're talking about guys like Elohi Gilman, Josh Palmer, John Hightower, JC Wood. JC Jackson, excuse me. And Austin Johnson, we're seeing him off the pup list today. So talk about that. Talk about all the key takeaways. Podium talks from the first joint practice. Jake, before we get to that, over or under, how many catches Keenan Allen is going to get this year? I'm going to put the line. Mm. Put the line at. 87 and a half. No, I wouldn't. Before you answer this, so I know you're going to answer this quickly. Remember who's on this team now. I remember who's on this team. Run around. I remember who this offensive coordinator is too. Now, for those who don't remember, Dan Wolkenstein made a wager with me a couple years ago in relation to Keenan Allen and talking about the stat line that he was going to finish with. What was that? The 2021 season? I want to say that was. Was that that long ago, Dan, when you when you laid that wager down to me? 
I think it was or maybe the season after, but yeah. Anyways, that number basically got obliterated with like four weeks left in the season. So <laughs> it was a good prediction by Dan. So what was it? You said 89 catches. I think that's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> 89 over. I, I hope he said 89 over under. You know, it, it's really hard to even fathom picking the under and, I say this just based off of chargers are just loaded with weapons. And we've talked about it on this show. There's only one football to throw around. So it's like, how the hell are you going to get one guy just overloaded with so many catches? Well, you know what? Keenan Allen is just continuing to dominate, whether it's against his own teammates or other teammates or excuse me, or other players. And he just, he, he just looks so good right now. He looks so good. And in this particular type of offense, run by Kellen Moore, there's no way in hell that I would be thinking that he is going to go under that. So, pound the over. I like it. Jake, let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online before we get to the first topic, which is injury updates. Well, want to remind everybody real quick that Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. Always the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your very own home. All you got to do to get into the action is head on over to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use that promo code believe that's B L E A V to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. All right. First up, we'll talk about injury updates. Then we'll talk about some camp battle updates. Then we'll talk about key takeaways and recap from today's joint practice followed by last but not least the podium takeaways from Brandon Staley, Khalil Mack and a one slayer himself, Keenan Allen. But Jake first, Guys that have returned or updates. First off, we'll start with, I think this is, I guess, positive news. Uh, Alohi Gilman was talked about today at the press conference by Brandon. This is very positive news. This is very positive news. Not positive in the sense that he has an injury, but positive in the sense that it's not nearly as important or as devastating or as bad as some people were uh, assuming is going to be. Uh, Brandon Staley mentioned that it was just a, what was it, a knee contusion, i.e. a bruise. Uh, So, Said it's not serious, not worried about it, not concerned. Woo! Hallelujah. Uh, we'll talk about the depth of safety another time, but thank goodness that it's not serious. Uh, and then Jake, receivers came back. John Hightower and Josh Palmer. You saw Josh Palmer during actual 11-on-11s today, so he seems Gotta to be, be happy about that. Back back. Yes. I wasn't sure if we saw Hightower during 11-11, 7-on-7, but they were both in individual drills. So... Clearly, they're both on their way. Good news for the wide receiving court. And then J.C. Jackson fully suited up, going up against the Saints as well today for joint practice. And the last one, this is probably one that perked up most ears, other than the Elohi Gilman one, is a name you haven't heard in a long time. Got hurt pretty badly last year. Austin Johnson, your interior defensive lineman, brought in around the same time as Sebastian Joseph Day, who did pretty darn well last year before he was hurt. Back off the PUP and in playing meaningful snaps and was talked about today at the press conference that he was definitely felt out there, gave a lift to the Chargers defense. Austin Johnson, Jake, back with the team. Huge deal. Huge deal. And I know that we've been talking about this going back before the preseason even started. Uh, the expectations were, you know, that Austin Johnson and Tito Ogbenio were going to end up getting back to play with this team and kind of just piggyback off that, Dan, as it relates to the pup list, Staley offered no timeline again as to when Jalen Guyton or Tito was going to be 
coming off the pup list. So there really is no ETA as it relates to there. So here's again, more opportunity for this interior of this, uh, of the defensive line. And I, when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about guys like the Nick Williams, the David Moas, the Gerard Clarks of the world to step up. And obviously depending on how many roster spots, the chargers are going to keep at that particular position. This is still an opportunity for them to get a shot. So Austin Johnson coming back. Great news. Still to be determined is Tito, but I was really happy with what I saw from the interior of this defensive line. And when you think about this as far as how they played and the depth that the Chargers could have moving forward, you get Austin Johnson back into this game early, which you need him. It's a great sign to see at this point of this season. Yeah, good news for the Chargers. It's not necessarily great news for the folks vying for a spot, though, because that's really one less spot the Chargers roster Correct. has. So... It's like those guys you mentioned, the Gerard Clarks, Nick Williams, the David Moas, Scott Matlocks, all those guys. Now they're fighting for one spot, really, versus two. So it's going to be tough. We'll see. Um, JC Jackson talked about him being back, uh, which is a good sign. He was out there. He was out for a bit uh, with some expected soreness, but he's now back out there. Any other injury updates that I missed? I think that was it, right? Mark Webb was held out uh, of the later part of practice today, just based off of precaution. I can't remember. I think it was a groin injury that was um, reported for him. Staley didn't say that it was anything serious. They said his, his holdout was more of a precaution. Obviously, in a team scrimmage like this, you never want to see anybody get hurt. So if there is any inkling of um, an injury, obviously, you err on the side of caution to that. But there was nothing in his comments that regarded that that was anything serious or that he was going to miss an extended period of time. So good news on that front. Hallelujah. Okay. Check on the uh, injury updates. Next up is going to be camp battle updates. Uh, Jake, you are now back. We get to finally talk about this. We'll go briefly uh, because we have a lot to get to today, but uh, two camp battles that seemingly one of which is almost surely now done. The other one probably still TBD, but the two biggest camp battles that people were talking about. Uh, kicking battle, which evident by today uh, seems like that kicking battle is done. Although Dustin Hopkins... Oh, that's another one. Dustin Hopkins is now out there kicking as well. Um, Dustin Hopkins did not make all of his kicks today, unlike Cameron Dicker, who did. Uh, <laughs> the other one is uh, corner three slot star money, whatever buzzword you want to use. Uh, that battle seems to have been won by Asante Samuel Jr., who did not play in the first preseason game. And Brandon Staley talked about Asante Samuel Jr. and his improvements and his confidence and his ability to tackle has gotten better um, and his trigger, which we'll get into more as we get into the Brandon Staley press conference. But those two position battles seem to be wrapped up. I don't know how at all Cameron Dicker loses this job. Agreed? No. Agreed. Agreed. One of them. One of them's made like ninety percent of his kicks on like fifty plus kicks. I mean, one it's of them's not made a, out of fifteen. I mean, it's not even about that, Dan. It's it's what's the old saying in the NFL? Best abilities availability. Ability ability is availability. Thank you. So we thought during that whole process when I was out there and I asked Fitkin at training camp, was there any update on Hopkins? Because saw him out there, saw him walking, had his helmet in his hands, but he was not actually performing field goals. And then finally, Brandon Staley kind of gave the subtle update about that in regards to he's been dealing with an injury, but he's kind of just getting back into it. But when you have that type of consistency and when you're 
putting it through the uprights the way that Cameron Dicker has over these past several weeks, it's it's hard. You, you would literally need to just torpedo the next three weeks of training camp for there not to be a competition battle at that at, at the kicking spot anymore. Yep. And today, just another example. Today, each kicker got six kicks. Uh, Cameron Dicker made all of his from 33, 38, 43, 46, 50, and 53. So far in the season, according to Eric Smith, Cameron Dicker is 58 of 64, which is an over 90% success rate in his attempt so far in camp. That's pretty damn good. Pretty, pretty good. And then a one Dustin Hopkins missed, I believe, two today, one of which was a 48-yard try uh, to win a drill against the Saints today. Um, I think he also missed one more, making his tally 10 of 15 so far at camp. So uh, reporting what we see. Again, we'll see if anything changes. Um, any other camp battles that have been completed? I don't think so. I think we're still waiting on kind of the RB2-3 stuff. We'll see with Elijah Dobson. We'll see how far he can fly up the boards come preseason <laughs> game number two. But so far, I think it's still the top three are Eckler, Spiller, and Kelly. And Spiller Kelly are in that battle. I don't think Elijah Dobson's there yet. Unless they keep four. Again, unless they keep four. But we'll see. Anything else? Camp battles that were done, taken care of, checked off. No. No. Okay. On to joint practice, which everybody has been so excited to finally see because I'm sure these Chargers players would agree they're tired of seeing themselves go up against the same guys over and over and over and over again. Uh, One of the things that I did like at the podium, Khalil Mack was asked about, uh, I think this was Fernando Ramirez was asking him this question about how things kind of seemed like pretty professional buttoned up today at practice compared to like some of the stuff that you saw in other camps, we see like scuffles and fights and skirmishes and people having to get separated. And Khalil Mack talked about this scrimmage jointly with the Saints has been very professional and kind of talked about it being from the top down, both head coach Brandon Staley and head coach Dennis Allen of the Saints. And the team kind of takes on their personality and the team's acted accordingly. And I love that there's one little subtle part that Khalil Mack added where he said, all the other bullshit, quote unquote, is what it is. And he's referring to all the fights and scuffles. So like, that's not what they're there for. They're there to get better. And so I think first and foremost, kudos to both staffs teams for making it about what it's about. And this is football, improving your team and competition and all the other stuff should not be there off my soapbox, Jake, before we get to all of the goodness takeaways, recap players to watch on both sides because it wasn't just the Chargers who did well and poorly at things. There was also a Saints side that did. Let's talk about our friends over at Aura. Jake, you and I have both fallen victim because of this Chargers Unleashed thing and now folks are trying to impersonate us. They're trying to get credit card information and personal information from our watchers and listeners. Identity theft prevention is real. You can get rid of all those scammers, all of the bots that keep calling you and robocalls as well as all the passwords and all that kind of stuff. Uh, let's talk about our friends over at Aura for 45 seconds, and we'll talk all things joint recap 
right after this. Have you ever Googled yourself and were shocked to see your personal information exposed on one of those public listing sites? <gasps> Data brokers are making a fortune selling your information to robocallers, spammers, and others who want to learn more about you, like where you live. We've been trying to reach you concerning your car's extended warranty. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Aura. Aura can identify data brokers exposing your info and submit opt-out requests on your behalf. And brokers everywhere are legally required to remove your info if you ask them to, but they make it super hard to do. So let Aura handle that for you. You could try Aura for up to two weeks using this link that we're going to put up here on the screen. Aura also does so much more to protect you and your family from online threats that you cannot see. So make sure to check out Aura.com backslash Charters Unleashed to get a 14-day free trial and see if your personal information has been leaked online. All right, Jake Hefner, Keys of the Kingdom, Kings of the Car are all yours. Where do we start? Well, you got to start with, from everything that was reported today, it was a great day for the defense in terms of what they were able to turn out against the Saints defense. Now, obviously, it wasn't flawless, have the, the Saints receivers definitely won here and there and got some of the better of the starters for the Chargers team. You can't knock that. But in terms of, I think, who it was that showed out today, I think is more pertinent in this discussion, Dan. Chris Rump had himself a nice day piggybacking off of his nice first preseason start that he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Brandon Staley said at the podium, was lauding him for... You could see him coming this year. He's much more aggressive this year. Dan, this goes back into when we had him on the show uh, about a month or so ago and just talking about he himself was just upset with his performance from last year, and that was motivating him to get going this year. And so far, that has really shown over the last couple of weeks with his play, which has been very, very nice to see, and especially from an edge group that behind Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, you really need someone to step up with a combination of Chris Rump and and Thule that you got to see in that first preseason game, that's very good to see these tech kind of signs from Chris Rump. Jasir Taylor had himself a very nice day in the slot and covering wide receivers today. Um, the interior defensive line, Sebastian Joseph Day, getting in on run defenses. Kenneth Murray, getting in on run defenses. Morgan Fox, getting in on a sack. So... There is something about this defense, Dan. I don't. I. I. I and I'm trying again not to put the cart before the horse, but careful. <laughs> you again see this type of, and we talked to Dean Leonard about this in just terms of aggression, and you see it on both sides of the ball. Whether it's being talked about by Kellen Moore or whether it's being talked about by Derek Ansley, it, they're being aggressive on both sides, and I think just in terms of what this defense is about this year under Derek Ansley's leadership. And obviously it's still Brandon Staley's, but I think there just is a, there's, it feels like there's a different gear behind it. Having a guy like Morgan Fox in the interior of the defensive line, obviously you're getting Sebastian Joseph day back in there and, you know, going against opposing competition after he had his little quad injury that put him out of commission for a little bit seeing these edge rushers back, having Joey Bosa coming back and putting on extra weight because he, believes that that's what really hindered him the last couple of years. Seeing Chris Rump st- st- uh, really step up for his play. What you're seeing from Kenneth Murray stepping up in his play that we've seen from training camp. Eric Kendricks, Deion Henley getting pass breakups in practice and in both practice and games now. And, this and, the, second- and, the, and the emphasis on the, the tackling with all yes. those guys. Yes. 
and with this secondary as well, just how versatile they could be and this competitive mindset and most of all, the response. When you go out there and you see them playing against one another, yes, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. But it's ultimately, and I've said this before, Dan, it's how you respond. So yes, did the Chargers lose some reps in practice today against the Saints? Sure, they did. But it's how you respond. And from a defensive standpoint, you know that when the rubber meets the road with Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert, that this offense is going to be able to put up points. But what is this defense going to do to keep opposing offenses out of the field? And what are they going to do to be able to give Justin Herbert in this offense more chances to go down and score points? So I like the, the early indications of what we saw today from joint practice. It was good. Hopefully that ultimately translates to the second preseason preseason game preseason game this weekend <laughs> it's funny i actually caught myself that i said it wrong and then i said it wrong again so <laughs> there you go preseason game number two i will say this jake uh as much as i think the defense is looking refreshed and rejuvenated and kind of has this new focus one of the things that i caught and i was watching stuff Stick through from both the Chargers side and the Saints side. And again, we're going to try to give some perspective from the Saints point of view as well. Um, early on, you talked about you know how to respond. Early on, Jake, on offense, the Chargers during one-on-one drills feasted on the Saints defense. And this is coming from a chart, this is coming from a Saints reporter, Ross Jackson, who covers the Saints. One of his notes that he has for the Saints defense on one-on-ones. Quote, after winning only one of the first 16 reps, pause, means Chargers offense won 15 of 16 reps on -on (laughs) one-on-ones. New Orleans Saints defenders bounced back, winning eight of the final 14. So quick math, Jake. 14 plus six, that's 30 opportunities. 15 plus eight, that's 23. 23 of 30 in total, went by the way of the Chargers offense. And 15 of the first 16 goes to the Chargers offense winning against the Saints defense. So Chargers against the Saints defense on those one-on-one drills cooked. And probably one that cooked more than everybody else all day today. And this has been a theme all throughout camp. The Slayer himself, Keenan Allen, just doing Keenan Allen things. One-handed grab again against the Saints in preseason joint practice again. And he's just making it look effortless. It's incredible what this guy's doing. Looks refreshed. He's winning on the inside, going deep, went on wheel routes, going outside, swinging around with speed. He's third in Allen. Like, you name it. Keen Allen's look great. You never get, it's funny, Dan, there's always seems to be something that Keenan Allen will do that will, again, just (laughs) make your jaw drop. But then you're like, Keenan Allen always has a play like that every single year or every single training camp where he'll just do something ridiculous. And it's, it's now gotten to the point where it's, it's commonplace. Now you don't know when it's going to happen, but you just expect it. And it's like early in training camp where Literally, it just felt like a damn. What we were, it's literally the first in seven on sevens or 11 on 11s. The first person that Justin Herbert was throwing to every single time was Keenan Allen, literally. And, it, and even if you were a defender and you went into the practice with this type of mindset 
and you were covering 13 and you knew this was the first pass that Justin Herbert was throwing in practice, it still did not matter. Keenan Allen was going to get that ball no matter what. And I really like the fact that you said, you know, he looks refreshed and rejuvenated, which he does. And not to say that he didn't last year because last year when he came, when he finally came back after his injury, he was one of the leading receivers in the league in terms of receptions and targets. I mean, he was going off on the second half of last year when he finally, I think I saw, I think I saw a stat today. That was, I think it was the last six weeks. He was a number three receiver in fantasy, right? Which is just wild considering how much time he missed last year. So I, I think he, along with a lot of other people in that locker, locker room, that coaching staff, they know what it is that they have. And I'm sure that there's great reason to be rejuvenated if you're Keenan Allen right now. Yes. And again, we're going to talk both sides. So Chargers defense also got tested a bit. And Saints offense, again, you're talking about playmakers like Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave and Michael Thomas. These guys aren't scrubs. And, and they're winning and are making some charges look silly too at times. And again, defenders will lose eventually. Like it's kind of comes with the job. But you saw Asante Samuel Jr. lose some reps. You saw JC Jackson lose some reps. JT Woods lose some reps. Derwin. Derwin even lost a rep here. Derwin lost. Yep. So they've got guys. And the Saints are a pretty talented roster on offense and defense, to be honest. So everyone talked about this being kind of a measuring stick. And the Chargers aren't going to... They, they, this is a good team they're playing up against. So uh, Saints offense also played really well. And by the time you talk about response, once they got to the 11-11s, the Saints defense really ratcheted it up. And they were able to stop the Chargers from scoring in red zone opportunities, I think twice, one of which was a failed uh, field goal attempt to go up by Dustin Hopkins. So one of the team drills was end up a loss for the Chargers because they missed the field goal. Bummer. Um Keenan Allen talked about it afterwards. That's something that you need to continue to work on is the red zone offense. Um, They also were able to force a fumble. I believe there was a tweet from uh, a Saints reporter that one of the linebackers from the Saints punched out a uh, ball from Austin Eckler. And then Marshawn Lattimore brought it back for a touchdown. And then, of course, you know, like, I think that the theme here is like, it's the, we're not going to sit here and sugarcoat it and say, oh, Chargers played fantastic and the Saints sucked. Like, it's just not true. They were positive as negatives on both sides. And so I think if you look at kind of the macros of this, I think Chargers got the better of the Saints when it came down to like one-on-one drills. I think the Saints defense buckled up and played pretty darn well and kind of held strong and didn't allow the Chargers to score, which at the end of the day, like that's what it's about. But... Defensive line, I think on both sides, played pretty darn well. I think the skill positions both played pretty darn well. You saw some good runs by Austin Eckler, by Joshua Kelly. Um, so, again, like this is kind of sharp, iron sharpening iron here. So this is a good thing for the Chargers to kind of go up against folks like this. Dan, one player that we did not highlight in this practice. And and when I was talking about, you know, younger guys stepping up and second year players or what have you, JT Woods actually had a really good practice today, really good practice today. And as Daniel Popper said in his piece, the physicality really showed from JT Woods at practice. Which today. Is a, it's a big deal. For it's JT a huge Woods. deal for him. And so he had a, he had a nice um, run stuff on Alvin Kamara today after only a two yard gain. 
And I wanted to to hear about how he did because obviously you don't have a Loey Gilman playing today, so you were going to probably see a lot of snaps from him. Obviously, Mark Webb went down with his injury, so the, the you had JT Woods, Derwin, Raheem Lane. That, those were your safety mix today out there in practice, and I wanted to see that because I was happy to see what JT Woods did outside of one mistake in that Rams game. But I felt how he played out there, whether we're talking in coverage or against the run, I felt that he actually played very well. And I wanted to see the next step of that. So this is good, much like the Kenneth Murray situation that we've been reading about these past several weeks with him in camp. It's nice to see JT Woods because, again, I I still feel that there is going to be some sort of rotation that Staley is going to use. Obviously, Alohi Gilman is, is going to be your starter next to Derwin James. But I feel like in some capacity, they're going to want to use some of JT Wood's athleticism. And you know, if he continues down this path of improving his, his run tackling, which is a great sign for him, hopefully he can get there. But he still has a ways to go. But as of right now, that arrow is pointing up. We'll just hope that it can stay like that. Yeah, the safety depth, like safety 3-4, that's something to monitor to see kind of where that goes after this preseason game. I think we might see some movement there, either in depth or transactions, depending how how this goes. Um, you mentioned it earlier on, but I think I want to bring it up again just because it's important that you're seeing the development of this interior, both from a tackling perspective and a pressure perspective. Tackles for loss from Chris Rumpf and Kenneth Murray. And again, Kenneth Murray flashing. You saw sacks by Morgan Fox, by Kenneth Murray, and you're seeing pressures by Morgan Fox. You're seeing interceptions by Derwin James. You're seeing finishes, and we have harped on that for so long, especially for those younger guys who are trying to establish themselves in their career. For Chris Rumpf to be able to get more of these and kind of flashing more for K-9 to continue to be K-9, so far at least what he's looked like this training camp, that's a big deal. I think that should not go unnoticed. I think people need to start giving Kenneth Murray more of a shot of actually maybe this being kind of a big, a breakout year for him. I think so far, there's a better chance of it being this year than last year. I'll give you that. We've seen way more from Kenneth Murray this offseason than we did last offseason. It's not even close. But overall, I think the defensive line kind of imposed their will. On the Cleo Mack pressure, that forced him to throw it to Derwin James. Uh, him down Trevor Carr. Mm-hmm. Woo! Talk about a bull rush. My goodness. Like, that was damn. The defensive line looks good. And we've talked about it before Cleo Mack came in. But when, or as soon as the Cleo Mack came in, Cleo Mack, Joey Bose on the same defensive line out there together is a problem if they can stay out there together. And nothing's changed. And so I think we're all kind of like, oh, it's almost like we've forgotten how good that duo can be because they were gone for so long last year together. That's a top three duo in the NFL period. End of story. Like, I don't think it's even a question. It's just a matter of can they stay on the field? So defensive line stock up for me. Yeah, Dan, the, I think what the, the benefit of all of this, and you saw a little bit of this in the preseason game as well, when you're seeing the amount of pressures from guys that we have not even been talking about on this show, it's just all of a sudden it's like, whoa, okay, the depth here from this edge group, the depth here from this well, interior sorry, what? defensive line. <laughs> exactly, which is something that you wouldn't have heard us talking about last year. It's like, okay, there's, there's something different that's cooking in that locker room right now. Now, what do you have to do? You have to 
continue this trend? Because yes, it was nice to see it against the Rams in a preseason game. Are you going to be able to continue that trend over these next two preseason games to ultimately make the team? And then obviously when it really counts to extend into this season, are you going to be able to, you know, make your presence felt there? But I think when you take that little nugget of what the Chargers Achilles heels were last year, you've already seen that emphasis really been put into play from Brandon Staley, from Derek Ansley, as far as what they know that they need to get better in, in terms of getting after the quarterback, stopping the run, and you go through this interior defensive front, the edge, and the linebacker group, you can already see a lot of these guys that when they needed to step up last year, they're finally doing it now at this point in training camp. And some of them are having their best training camp that they've had since they've been with this team, which is a great sign. Yeah, uh, I think it's important. It kind of leads me to uh, the podium discussions today. So you saw Brandon Staley talk. You saw Khalil Mack talk. uh, Keenan Allen talk a little bit. Keenan Allen was pretty short and sweet. He more or less just kind of talked about how uh, good he's feeling, talked about his incredible play with Justin Herbert and that one-handed catch that he had, uh, talked about it not being fair, you know, him talking that talk, just Keenan Allen's thing. Um, Khalil Mack was up at the podium, and honestly, Jake, I thought this was hilarious. Uh, there was one moment when Khalil Mack to the podium, and I believe it was Daniel Popper, uh, but he had was asking a one Khalil Mack about the pressure, and he mentioned... I'm paraphrasing here, but he mentioned like, I'm not really seeing much from the exterior guys, from the edge guys, but more from the interior. Talk to us about the defensive line. And Khalil Mack kind of looked back at the reporter and was like, did you say you didn't see any pressure from the edge? And he was like, I'm not sure what game you were looking at. Um, So Khalil Mack, as he probably should, like takes this personal that this edge needs to be better and that the defensive line as a whole needs to be better. And you're seeing it him and Joey Bosa together, honestly, are one of my favorite duos in the entire NFL. I just hope that we can see those two together. Leo Mack also talks about kind of the the professionalism out there and everybody's trying to get better. Uh, talked about just the the camaraderie and kind of the, the goals for the team. Um, you heard Keenan Allen again talk about kind of, it's obvious the team wants to win a Super Bowl. That's the goal. That's why they all came back. And then Brandon Staley uh, clarified why he has so much confidence in Asante Samuel Jr. And talked about how much he has improved this offseason in the run game, in tackling, how he is so stout, his trigger, meaning how quickly he could diagnose and execute and respond and react. Uh, Being second to none, that's why they drafted him from Florida State, DBU. Uh, And then I think the other part is he talked about Chris Rumpf and how improved he's been and likes what he's seeing. And I think the team has kind of noticed it. Uh, he referenced Asante Samuel Jr. as he's not a peanut out there. I'm paraphrasing, but I, use, I think he used the word peanut. Like the guy's thick. I think he's 180 something pounds. Like Asante's not afraid to get his hands dirty. So those were kind of the main takeaways I had from the podium. Any other takeaways from either joint practice or from the podium? Jake. I liked Khalil Max talking about Justin Herbert's leadership. Obviously, just saying how much how much more vocal he is in the huddle and in the locker room, and then he, you know, kind of finishes off. But it's like, I, I think you know why he's happy and why he's being vocal. Yeah, there's 262 million reasons why that's that's taking place right now. I'm sure if it was without the contract, it, it would be that way. But it's nice to see, not to say that Justin Herbert was never a leader of this team, but I think when it comes to 
when you look, when I think when I think that's one of the reasons why, when you look at the national media coverage of the Patrick Mahomes, the Joe Burrows, the Josh Allen's, they look at those quarterbacks and the way that they go in there and they command a huddle with their, let's just call it attitude, if you Moxie. will, right. Not always yelling, but yes, they've got something about them when, it, it, when they're in the middle of the rest of those 10 guys in the huddle. This is, I think, finally that moment where Justin Herbert is going to get himself there. And whether you want to say it's from contract reasons or just something that he feels that he needs to prove to himself and the rest of this team after the way that the season ended last year, which personally, I think everybody is holding that deep inside (laughs) and knowing what it is that they have to prove to themselves this year. But it's cool too, because this isn't the first time that we've heard something like this about Justin Herbert since training camp start. So I just like the way that Khalil Mack phrased that. Yes. Uh, Herbert Unleashed 2023 edition. That's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, I think that's gonna do it. We try to get through a whole bunch of stuff here. Jake, so grateful that I have someone to talk to on this because my goodness, it felt like I was talking to a brick wall and afterwards I'm like, I blacked out. I don't know what I said. I'm, I'm just happy to be exerting football words out of my mouth again because good, I right? felt like for the last week it, it was just stone cold silence. I didn't, I didn't have anybody to talk to you about this. So, you know, cue the darkness, my old friend thing or, you know, all by myself <laughs> song or whatever the hell you want to call it. That's basically how I felt for the last week. So it feels great to be back here and talking football. It's Jake was lame is while on vacation. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. That was my life. Uh, Dan, before we get out of here, got to remind everybody giveaway taking place tomorrow for the signed Quentin Johnston jer- uh, Jersey giveaway. Excuse me. So make sure that you have all your notifications tuned, turned on. Make sure you tune in because we will be announcing that tomorrow. And then if you have not done so already, reminder, September 2nd. Am I got that right, Dan? <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the bold show, huge signing going down. Uh, players that will be in attendance. And Dan, obviously, get me if I miss any of them here. Darren Sproles, Sante Samuel Jr. Uh, please pick it up from there because literally... Eric I just Kendricks, Quentin Johnson, Josh Thank Palmer, you. Keenan Allen, Mike there Williams... Dan probably has the flyer right in front of himself. I don't. That's off the dome. That's (laughs) off the dome. I've said it so many times, damn it. (laughs) You're you're much better than me. So, (laughs) Okay, now you're lying. Um, (laughs) All right, Jake, enough. Let's give each other flowers. Um, This was fun. Let's do it again tomorrow, huh? Uh, For Jake Hefter, Dan Wolkenstein, Chargers Unleashed, LA Football Network. Guys, gals, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.